0: Hey guys, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of the FLG, and I'm Seth the Mad Doc. How have you been doing, Kicker?
1: Seth, I have been slogging through slogging. piles of Rough Riders. I am, uh, so many details, so many details, and I personally hate whenever a miniature connects to the base by a single point of contact, so like a guy standing on one foot Well, like three out of the five horses on the sprue are on one foot or something like that, and I'm like always worried about snapping it off, but they're coming along, I think in another three or four days, they will be finished. Guys, if you're listening to our podcast, you should be watching us live every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so you can see my hobby progress. You can see Seth's hobby progress. You can see the cool visual elements. There are my rough riders. Mm-hmm. You also get to be part of chat, hi chat, we love you. We see you. Nikki D is not here this week, so bear with us as Seth tries to multitask I, like crazy. I do
0: double rolls tonight.
1: <laughs> but roll, yeah, Seth. What do you think? My role of controlling kicker. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, um, what do you think of my uh, my hobby progress? Are you terrified of, they're, of they're ten? They're looking good, fighters? man. You
0: know, I make fun of your your earth tones a lot, but you do make it uh, make it look good. So Thanks, um, man. I am. I don't like the amount of frags I see on those lances. Yeah, right, they make right. orcs sad.
1: Yeah. So the cool thing about the Rough Riders is you get to choose when they attack, what profile I want to use. So I can use Frag, I can use Melta, but they're all modeled with Frags because I think that a guy with a lance should have like a spear tip, not like the Melta thing, which is more like a sound. Exploding
0: grenade tip lance. Yes. Yeah,
1: just it's it's great. It's great. Um, but, but, Seth, I am gearing up. I've got an RTT on the horizon, so I'm trying to get reps in. So, guys, if you're in New Orleans and you want to play me, uh, you know, shoot me a text. He, he was uh, trying to, to convince somebody. me to
0: go down to New Orleans tomorrow, folks.
1: Yeah, it's only like a five-hour drive for you, Seth. Seven Come on. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. It's worth it. It's worth it. it I'll buy you be, dinner. except
0: for the part where I have a, a job that I'm supposed to be at oh, tomorrow.
1: <laughs> okay. Besides your job, Seth, have you been uh, – any hobby progress? I, I have.
0: Um so kicker. Uh, This is a little bit of a story. Uh, I'll try to keep it short and sweet. But (laughs) I I have found that my my personal enjoyment of events... Uh, as I've been playing the same uh, version of this this list that I've been working on with Steven over and over and over again, it, events have started to become feeling stale. And I've been struggling against like certain matchups, like the Space Marine matchups. And I just wasn't enjoying myself as much as I wanted to. So I've decided that I'm going to go to ACO and that's my my big end of the edition hurrah with my orcs. Yeah. Um, and I, want, I decided I'm going to do a list that I've always wanted to do. And that kicker... Good. Is a list of 30 flash kits
1: hell now i already have
0: 10 painted this is what 20 flash kits look like (laughs) in sub assemblies and and if anyone's ever built that kit each flash kit is 19 individual pieces oh my Um, gosh so they are all built uh they are pinned on their little uh cork bases for for paint purposes um, I've got them all, uh, primed up actually before the show. Uh, so that is what I have kind of launched into. So, uh, Seth, I, I'm question sure from the be, chat.
1: Are you batch painting these? I guess, are you doing like one do color? all the green? I did the
0: assembly and I'll do all the airbrushing of the base coats and batches. And then I'll probably break it up into like groups of five for the brush work, which is the majority okay, of the cool. work. Um, yeah. But when I just I just got in a building mode watching TV, so I was just like I'll just build all twenty of them. Yeah. Um yeah. But anyway, so you know it's it's I'm still going to be trying to be competitive with orcs, but I know this is uh, not going to be the most competitive list. But I've joked about doing a thirty flash get list, and it's time it's time to bust out the the thirty flash yes. gets. Yes. Uh, just to, just to say I did it once. So. Y-
1: and you still got a few weeks before ACO, so you'll yeah. get it all done. I'm yeah. sure.
0: Now, yeah. kicker, uh, why don't you introduce our guest for this evening because he's going to be joining us for the whole show.
1: Yes, we have a very, very special guest for you guys. I'm going to – I guess I'm just going to have a little background now on him because it makes more sense to do it now. Guys, you know him. You love him. You've seen him. This is Adam Solis, the one and only. There we go. Oh, hey, Adam. How, how you doing, man? Hey, everybody. I'm so doing guys, great. Adam Solis is, is a legendary judge, probably one of the most uh, – The cr- most legendary? Most legendary of judges. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell John that. He is, he is known throughout all the land. You know that. <laughs> well, but Adam does a lot of our events. He does other people's events as well. But Adam is not just an amazing judge. He's officially, like officially, like it's on documentation. He is part of the frontline gaming team on a more, I guess, formal basis as the frontline gaming head judge, not just for, for 40K, but to kind of help with the monitoring and the administration of all frontline gaming events and the uh, judges that go with them. So even though it's Legion, he, Adam may not play. Adam, have you ever even played Legion? Uh, I played an intro game. Okay, so Adam has an idea of most games. Does not play all games, but he knows what makes a good judge. Uh, you know, operate and how to make an event run smoothly and whatnot. So, so it's good to have Adam as officially part of the team, and he'll be sticking around to to give us uh, his advice, his feedback, his thoughts all episode long. Um, but Seth, we should also mention that Nikki D is not here because what is Nikki D doing right now, Seth? I he's forgot. actually
0: at a heavy metal concert. Uh, you, Are you serious? Looked, <laughs> yeah, he's at like Mastodon and. Uh, something else, but you know. I'm He's definitely saying. not messing around with trying to do something in the background. Oh yeah, Don't yeah, you yeah, worry
1: yeah about Let's it. ask you really challenging questions while you're trying to no, get all I'm the settings. So, done. so Nikki D is not here this week, but we're very fortunate to have none other than Mr. Adam Solis. So, uh, so Adam, feel free to chime in throughout the the episode. I'm going to jump that right into work. the the upcoming industry news, Seth. Nothing too crazy this week. Except we do have the pre order for another Warcry set. This one is the Nightmare Quest. Now, I know a lot of you guys don't play Warcry, but the Warcry miniatures are amazing. And this particular set has an entire, like, freaking temple in it, which is, like, seriously, like, we have an entire temple piece of terrain, which is great. You can use it for 40K, just somewhere, whatever. But there's just a lot of plastic in that box. We've also got, um, and <laughs> the, the, I, I want to say Gort, Gortrek. Is that how you say him? It? It's the big, angry dwarf. Adam, you know this guy, right? Gortrek. Godtrack, Godtrack, right? Well, the another... tro-
2: it's a troll slayer, but it's, it's not. Tr- I don't think it's the character. I can't remember.
1: He is a troll slayer dude, but he's had books in the past, right? This guy mm-hmm. is like. A oh yeah, ha- yeah.
2: He has a new book coming out.
1: Yeah, he's got a new book coming out this weekend, which I'm stoked because I, I I haven't read these since I was a little kid. But he, I think he had like an elf buddy. I think it was Felix. Like it was a was god. Was it, it was a human. It was a human. He had a little buddy. I just I just remember reading these books, and it's cool that they're bringing this you know I guess series back back from the past you know it's kind of cool because dan adnett's still been doing a Gaunt's ghost series like Gaunt's ghost is what got me into 40k when i was in high school and there's still new Gaunt's ghost books coming out so it's kind of cool to see that on the the age of sigmar slash fantasy front he's been Uh, back for a while oh really no way yeah and he has like there's like five or six books for age of sigmar oh wow well it's cool it's cool that he's that he's back with with avengers and i know he does have a really cool miniature for age of sigmar too right Uh, adam yes yeah yeah, yes he's also from
2: what i understand really good in age of sigmar although he may have been nerfed
1: (laughs) uh adam what is your favorite black library series got it got to ask you man uh okay so technically black library
2: has been around for a long time but just under a different like company called black library because i i have the original uh inquisitor war book Oh, jeez. where the uh, Space Marine and the Assassin have sex. I think that's what's in it. What
1: are you talking about? That's a thing?
2: It was. <laughs> we're, we're talking like 30 years ago at this point.
1: This is like X Black Library. All right. All right. Cool.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, and back when, when they recognized uh, Squats. Uh So okay. that's, that's only my favorite because it's like the first one and one that I bought, and it, I had yeah. to pay UK prices for it. Oh, um uh, but recent one, it probably the 10th first and only series, the Denha yes. series. You,
1: there we go. We, we, that's why, that's why we get along so well, Adam, is we're both like first and only fans all the way, man.
2: Yeah. I got the, uh, I bought the super collector's edition for the last book when it came out.
1: Nice. Nice. So. actually listened to first and only again for, uh, right now while I'm running. So yeah, big, big fan. Oh, okay. Seth, we got to talk about it, man. We got more 10th edition news. And these are the previews. We're getting these faction-specific previews. Uh, Seth, why don't you start us off with the Sisters preview? Thoughts. This was today's preview, right? Yeah, this was today's preview.
0: Yep. There we go. Boom. Bow. Bow. Sisters. Uh, So, Sisters, they they didn't change too much with the way Miracle Dice work, but they changed how they generate um, when you get one by by either losing one of your units or by uh, the start of each player turn. Now, that being said... Uh everyone at first uh in my little group chat was like, "Man, it seems like Sisters lost a lot of Miracle Dice generation." Kicker, do you know this is this is the this is the basic Battle Sisters uh data sheet here. Uh do you know how many ways they have to generate Miracle Dice on that one data sheet?
1: Many ways. 3. That three.
0: basic troop squad can do it 3 different ways.
1: It's if they die, how else can they do it?
0: Uh well so it's if they uh each time a unit is destroyed by the bearer, so okay. the it that they get a kill. Yeah, oh, If they're on an objective, they get one. And it's once per battle after the unit has performed an act of faith, you gain a miracle dice. So just okay, using so a miracle dice on a them unit. refunds you a miracle
1: dice. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Look at that, sisters. So don't complain. They also get one at the start of every turn, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's another one. Uh, yeah, no, sisters, I think they're going to have some miracle dice. Another faction preview we had this week was the demons. Now, we've got Adam's here. He is more of a demon player than either you or I, Seth. Adam, what do you think? Do you like the Chaos Demon preview? Um, are, are you are you pumped for
2: Demons intent? I've heard different things about different reactions about the demons. I personally like the uh, the new the new rule where uh, as your army expands on the battlefield, it affects the leadership of uh, your opponents and yours, and that you can take to wounds from uh, the leadership test.
1: Just, and doesn't that impact the whole deep strike craziness where you can come in closer?
2: It does. That means they can come in within six inches instead of nine. Ouch! Yep. Ouch! That's uh,
1: terrifying. Uh, more importantly than demons, more importantly than sisters, guys, we've got guard. Yeah, the <laughs> most important of all factions. I'm not biased at all, people. Uh, guard look interesting. Uh, I haven't decided <laughs> if I'm. I mean, I'm going to play them one way or another. Recycling um, uh, like, 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 like,
2: troops is. Very, is- Yes, interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so so, strong, so you obviously. got you've got orders still, which is great. You have the Born Soldier's rule, which is the auto wounding on six to hit, but it's only if you stand still. And I really don't like to stand still as a human being. Like in real life, yeah. I'm constantly coming around and I don't want my miniatures standing still That's in a That just seems kinda kinda like, I don't know, gonna hinder my ability to have fun with the army. What is cool is you've got some fun rules with Katie and shock troopers. They can move off an objective and the objective is uh stayed claimed or or sticky as the terminology is that we're using. Um also some of the guns look a lot of fun, you know. That's that's mm-hmm. that's, that's 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 exciting. Although the um I I got to say the the one thing that I'm kind of like, oh, really was the the battle cannon on the tank with only AP-1 just feels a little weak when I think the grenade launcher or something has an AP-2. Something else is that is way less than it has got more an AP. auto cannon. The
2: auto cannon is it the auto cannon? It has yeah. one better AP than an auto cannon and does the same damage as an auto cannon.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, oh Ouch. So we'll 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 see. Um, you know, but the the cool thing is that um it seems like everyone's getting a little bit nerfed down so for so we'll we'll see. Um oh 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 the biggest thing about guard, and, and I don't know if chat's called it out yet, but I have to say the biggest thing about guard is that whole recycle, you know, you know, entire the unit Reinforcements
0: thing, is, thing that I have yeah, on the screen.
1: Reinforcements yeah. for two CP, you bring in a bad, a dead unit. Like I I love yeah. that. Imagine a squad of twenty infantry, because yes, you can go to twenty now coming back onto the board. I, I love that so much. To think
2: about that. Oh, dude it's gonna be it's like,
1: it's like green <laughs> seth i know you you did you ever use a green tried uh green tide yeah, yeah. green tide green tide like i, I thought that was a cool when i played orcs for a brief period of time that was my favorite thing so being able to do that with guard is amazing what about necrons seth take it away what are your thoughts on necrons are we, are we fan are we liking them they, so what reanimation do you think?
0: protocols is the main thing that they previewed they previewed some of the data yeah. sheets but everyone's kind of meh on uh these because generally speaking um being able to heal at the beginning of the next turn uh, is probably a little weaker than the current reanimation protocols, which oh yeah get the reanimate immediately. That yeah. being said, um, I I do like that uh it's D three all the time, um because the, for the for the multi wound unit model units, I think it's a little better. Yeah. Um, no, so if you like, sense. don't kill an entire unit of scarabs, they can heal versus before it'd be like. I you know did four wounds to a scarab. You have to roll four five ups to get a scarab yeah. back. Now it's just getting D three. So I think it helps those units a little bit, but the, the the silver tide might be taking a bit of a hit. Uh
1: well, well real fast, do we think that Necrons are gonna be I because mean, you should Necrons at the top of ninth were like they were the you know, they they were the Nids, right? They were the most popular enemy, the big bad guy. Mm-hmm. Do you think Nids are uh, Necrons are going to get a lot of a lot of love this edition? Do you think that they got their big, I guess, boost in the ninth edition and then no, the edition? Bo-
2: the boost was in ninth.
1: Yeah. So each, each edition,
2: edition each edition, they focus on a particular an enemy of the Imperium. Yeah. So it was Death Guard, uh, Death Guard, and then and then uh, Necrons, and now now it's Nids.
1: So Adam, do you think that Necrons are just not going to get much when it comes to you know new models and, and fancy uh, stuff? Sub-
2: Games Workshop has already said that which each each Codex release, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna get. Uh, I've been
0: new doing models. real serious work in the background, gentlemen.
1: <laughs> yeah, by the way, if you've been watching our show, Seth has been like extremely focused, <laughs> uh, and that was because he wanted to Photoshop a crown uh,
2: on top of Adam's head. to right. make sure to screen, ca- screen, screen cap this and show it to John. Yeah, right, um, yeah.
1: Nikki D, we, we we miss you.
2: But uh, <laughs> uh, production. But yeah, G- Games Workshop had already said that they were gonna every Codex release will at least have uh, at least one new model for each okay. that. Yeah. I, I well,
1: actually. that's cool. That's cool. Thank you for. Yeah. I did not catch that. Well, Adam, take it away with the Chaos Space Marines too, right? I, that's also another. You know, you like your Space Marines. You like your Chaos Space Marines. You like your Chaos Teams. What do you think about Chaos Space Marines based off of what we've seen so far?
2: Um, I'm sad Abaddon's not the beat stick he <laughs> yeah. was. Full rerolls to hit. Yeah, but, but <laughs> is uh, he complaining? But I think Dark pack. I like dark Packs. Some people don't. I mean, Explain what
1: Dark Packs are because somebody – me, uh, are not so savvy with what's going
2: basically on. Basically, during the – I believe it's the fight phase or the shooting phase, you uh, make a Dark Pack, just <laughs> like it says. And you're, you, you can choose one of two things. You can either choose what's called lethal hits or sustained hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, lethal hits, I think, is – can't remember if it's auto exploding wounds, sixes I mean,
1: six hit, auto wounds say. on
2: a six yeah yeah oh auto wound on sixes so and then a sustained hits is just x ex- basically exploding sixes. exploding okay. uh cool. hits yeah. and you get an extra hit so you can which is similar to their old rule their current rule in ninth edition yeah um, cool so you can choose one or the other and you in c- any it just says any unit i believe yeah as long as they have that faction keyword, so even Abanon yeah. yeah. could do it yeah and uh if, and it's just a leadership test. If they fail the leadership test, they take D3 mortar wounds. Uh, I see lots of large squads of cultists and maybe even legionnaires uh, to, uh, just, to, just to do that. Um, I mean, I know I have like at least 30 to 40, maybe even 50. 50 uh 50 <laughs> uh, chaos cultists uh, all fully painted uh, nice. that it, uh, are going to be making lots of dark packs. Uh, in the near future, so, and then the 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 ability of Abaddon to be able to choose between the three, the four plus immovable save is hilarious to me because if you have a, a squad of cultists with the four plus available save, <laughs> and also making dark packs, I just think it's hilarious. So.
1: All right, uh, hot take, Seth, real fast. Do you think that this is going to be? I don't. I hate. I hate this term, but we have to use it because it's the most appropriate. Do you think? 10th edition is going to be more Hero Hammer, where we're going to have the Lion, we're going to have Gillyman, we're going to have Abaddon. Do you think that it's going to be, you have to bring your big bad HQ choice to, to be competitive?
0: It's it, They've put themselves in, a, in a, an interesting space, because they've shown us some characters that can join units, um, like the Space Marine Captain Librarian. But then they've shown us the, one of those big models, like uh, Abaddon, that can join a unit. Mm-hmm. And they've shown yeah. us a big model, like Gilliman who can't join a unit. yeah. yeah. So it, I think it's going to revolve around like what allows that big model to be uh, character blocked. What is what gives it its ability to hide? You know, if it's easy for me to get to the you know a Gilliman, if I if I kill this one squad in front of Gilliman, then he's targetable, and there's nothing else in the army that can block for him, uh, that might not work so well for Gilliman or those big hero hammers. But if it's like, you know, if Abaddon who who's in a unit, if if I kill this unit. Does he get to join another unit? If he can go, yeah. just you know, hop into another one, that yeah. could be seriously uh, hard to get to some of those characters. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I think it depends on how that works out. Um, I, do I personally want it to be Hero Hammer? Yes, I love Gazgol, and I would like oh. to see him on the table more often.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: you should go back to Second Edition
1: then. Yeah. <laughs> you should go play War Machine. No, no, okay. What? Um, no, we... no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Nobody no, no. plays War Machine. No, no. I no. I I just. I... I don't know. I like 40K because I like armies and not being dependent on a soul unit. But yeah, no, I I get it. Gaz is really, really cool. We're not just talking about 40K in this podcast, though. We should talk about Shatterpoint and Star Wars Legion. First of all, Ewoks, Mm -hmm. that – they, they're a thing it's amazing in I both would, games yes in both games which is just glorious so so if, if you don't care anything about star wars but you had a teddy bear as a kid you should probably consider grabbing some Ewoks because they're oh cute God. cuddly and apparently vicious in the game so so look at yeah. i don't know I, you know vicious a lot of the guys at the <laughs> a lot of the guys at the Frontline gaming hq are actually playing legion right now in this weird interim between ninth and tenth just because you know want a palate cleanser they, and
0: they don't want to do a 30 flash kit list
1: they don't want to do a a thirty flash kit list be like you said. can wall,
0: uh, sir. That's <laughs> yeah. the other part of the list is fifteen kilocans.
1: cans. Oh, perfect. This is perfect. Not enough, Seth. I I want a full. The you know, max report. number is eighteen. Okay,
2: well, will get that, you pump those numbers up.
1: Get eighteen. I I got three. If you need three more cans, <laughs> I got plenty <laughs> of cans. Yeah, okay, can all right. Cool. I got the eighteen. All right, so we talked about some tabletop stuff. We got to talk about the the world of geekdom as a whole. So let's go into our nerd news section here. This is not pop culture, but this is super cool. Uber is going to be apparently allowing you to book airplane flights. Did, did, did you hear about this? This is, this, is, this, hmm. this is in testing. It's a thing. I just, I just think it's badass to be able to book your flight through Uber. I really like the app personally. So cool, nice there. Now, games that are becoming movies and TV. They've been very successful recently, most notably with Mario. Mario was a tremendously successful movie at the box office. So, let's talk about other things that are on the horizon. None of these have confirmed dates yet that I know of, but they're all in production right now. We've got Halo 2. Okay, I know not everyone liked Halo 1. I liked Halo 1. I thought the production value was Adam, you saw Halo, right? You saw the TV series? It was horrible. Oh my God, screw you. Uh, the, the, the the production, I'll, I'll I'll admit a lot of it was crap, but the action was good and the production value was amazing. So I have hopes that maybe they learned a little bit from production season The production value was fine. Mm-hmm. The action was fine for the most part. All right. But yeah, the story was shit. Was, I, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, I never played this game, but maybe Seth, you have Minecraft. That's becoming, a, uh, I think, a movie? <laughs> I don't know how that's becoming a movie, but it's becoming a thing. I mean, oh, they made a
2: movie out of Battleship, story, so why not?
1: I
0: know <laughs> okay, people okay, really okay. played Minecraft and made their own stories, in it, but I do not know that there is an innate story to Minecraft.
2: Maybe they're uh, put uh, putting together all the different YouTube videos of people playing Minecraft. <laughs> it's just one
1: giant... All no, right, all right, right. It's Now, it's this is a game like... that I know that many people absolutely love, Bioshock. That should be coming... Oh, I, think be a, I think it's think. Yeah, I'm, oh, not, I'm yeah. not sure if that's yeah. going to be a movie or a TV series. Metal Gear Solid, though, should become a TV series. And Ooh. we've got Borderlands, another TV series in the works. Oh, that should be good. Mega Man. Dude, I play the Nintendo game so much. Mega Man, yes, yes. Come on, yes. No, no 95% one else? Of I'm, I'm, I'm saying famous.
2: yes, but I'm trying to think if there was – well, there wasn't a live action. I know there had been a bunch of cartoons and whatever.
1: All right, all right. What about this TV series? Splinter Cell, come on, that's that's mm. got to be a badass. Yes, come on, yes. I I, I don't know. I, I I like that kind of special ops for show. And okay. Then we've got Fallout, Fallout, Mass Effect. Okay. I'm looking forward I, to Fallout. For
0: Fallout. but I'm, I'm in Fallout? for Fallout. A, a all
1: right. Fallout fanboy, so. Good, 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 good. I'm wondering how that's going to be done because doesn't I have not played Fallout, but doesn't Fallout have a pretty unique um aesthetic to the game system? It's, I'm wondering. Yeah,
2: it's is. like a 50s retro. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. Cool, it's cool.
0: it's like what if we had nuclear powered cars.
1: No, yeah. Great. Love it. Love it. that oh, oh, was well uh, the side note. And I know that we all think Space Marines are the only people in the world that have chain swords, well, and in guard and whatnot, but Gears of War, they have chain like blade, oh, yeah. So Gears of War has got a, 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 a I think there's that's a TV series. And then Tomb Raider is doing anime uh series as well. So I know Seth, you're into oh. anime. Come on, Tomb Raider's a pretty famous, you know. No, no, you don't like that property? Not not a fan. No, no, okay, no Tomb Raider for Seth. Well,
2: is it an American company or a Japanese company making <sighs> it? Because if it's if it's an American company, it's technically not anime. Ah.
1: Oh, okay. Well, geez. jeez. Look, look at this pro. Look at the judge laying down the law was, right here. He's telling know. you how it is. Technically speaking, all right, all right, all right. No, you're you're right. Well, okay, fine. So, it will it's been described as an anime, so I don't know it's if it actually is.
0: Probably an animated show is what. You're <laughs>
1: <laughs> there go, Seth. It could Thank be you. a style, I guess. but It could be a style. Uh, Alright, uh, I want to talk a few things about FLG News mm-hmm. specifically. Did you guys know that we make a Frontline Gaming bag? It's amazing. It's very affordable and includes all the foam with the bag. It's sexy. You can get it on the website. I think they're working on the, the big promo videos, but even though the promo video is not live yet, you can still buy it online and you might want to get it before it sells out, before it goes on the promo video, just like our ta- uh, tables. Once we started like really pushing those, they, they disappeared pretty quickly. Yep. Speaking on the tables, we do have a new batch in in coming in. Uh, so, so if get you're your waiting on a table, yeah, hand carving tables. That's what I do at night. Just just carve, carve cut up, carve, <laughs> make tables. Carve and metal. You have uh, to expend
2: that energy somehow. <laughs>
1: Speaking of things that have sold out, the BAO, which none other than Adam Solis right here and Keith French will be judging, is totally sold out. Um, it just blows my mind. It just I guess over the past week, it just went on fire. So 40K nice. sold out. Age of Sigmar sold out as of this morning. Uh, MCP, I think, had one ticket left last night. It's probably sold out. Legion is sold out. It's it's going to be a fun it's going to be a fun time. Now that now that event is a smaller event than say LVO or obviously LVO, but like than ACO or LSO just cuz San Francisco is expensive, we can't have a huge ballroom there. But we're looking at a nice massive 40k event and I think we got like 48 for Age of Sigmar, which is a very you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a legit size for Age of Sigmar. So that is sold out. On that um, Age of Sigmar, your roster is live now. 40K players, look in your email tomorrow. You should be getting an automated email from Frontline Gaming that will have your BCP tokens. You can add yourself into the roster so that neither myself nor Adam are having to manually add all the players in to this very, very large 40K tournament, so check your email. If you don't get a token an email within the next 48 hours, so if it comes to Saturday and you have not gotten a token, please reach out to us so we can make sure we add you to the roster. And let's talk about LVO really fast. Seth, you and I have talked about this. We didn't we kinda teased it, but we should really explain to people that LVO twenty twenty four is really gonna be leaning into clubs and team yeah. um involvement.
0: Sticker, I have an artist rendition of what the, the registration line may look like. Are you oh, Okay. No. Let's we'll see it. Let's we'll see it.
1: No, no, oh no, I just had it. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute. That's okay. It's okay. Um, basically, guys, to help speed up the line and also to help clubs, you know, there is, there go is. and hang out faster and stuff. There and and rendition everything. of what the line may oh, look. There. there we go. Look at that. There's no one there. That's beautiful. Empty line. <laughs> I th- Am I seeing that right? It's an empty line.
0: No, it's not empty. That's literally thousands of people.
1: Oh, that's okay. the Imperial uh, Palace. It's empty. Oh, oh. Well, we're trying to not have a line like that, and I promise. We, uh, we've got a few things in the works. One of these things though is for clubs or teams, you'll be able to buy a special, I guess, upgrade to your ticket that your team captain, your club captain, your club leader can buy, and that allows them to skip the entire line on Thursday during pre-registration and pick up your entire club or team's uh, con badges so that everyone can go right on into to the GW preview, to the early shopping at the exhibitor hall, to the various seminars that are happening Thursday night, the, the whole pre-game party. There's also other perks attached to that. Um, we'll give them all the details on that, but they'll be like things like free drinks. You're going to get this really sweet team banner that will be going in the Hall of Champions. Yes, we are going to have a, an official Hall of Champions where all the different clubs will have banners in there. And you get access to all the custom Frontline Gaming Club slash team merch. So, yes, I see chat's getting kind of excited about this. So, yeah, if you've got a club, uh, get your guys together. Choose a leader. That leader can get an upgrade to their ticket and allow them to pick up all your stuff so that you don't have to wait in line. And Seth, I think you need to ask Adam something very important for I our signal short.
0: But I got to take down the picture,
1: give me a picture. No. No, he's got to take down the picture. Okay, right, picture's Adam, gone. Do
0: you know that we do we do signal shorts here? Do you know how the, the rules of the game work? Yes. And they have 30 seconds to answer. I have a question for you, Adam. Are you ready? No. The question, <laughs> Good. Adam, is what are your top three tips for new judges? Ready?
2: No. Go. Go. Uh... Go. uh if you can if you can can, try to have everything set up before the event starts because you'd be surprised how often that does not happen and you're scrambling around uh trying to get things done uh be sure your be sure your phone and your ipad or whatever you use to use bcp is fully charged and that you have a battery or (laughs) a spare battery on hand and lastly is just to try to relax because it can be very stressful and very nerve wracking, especially when you're running around answering questions and trying to get rounds done.
1: Look at that! You survived your first signal short. Yeah. Great job, Adam. thank you. Yeah, well done, dude. Uh, Adam, no, seriously, I think the the first tip is really important. Come prepared. Like a lot of people, just don't plan in advance, and that really hinders the the ability to run a smooth event. Okay, well, Adam, you never what we- know
2: what you need to actually need it so <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah right i guess you gotta learn from the first one but hey adam so we're gonna be jumping into our i guess our little interviews you know segment here we want to ask you a few questions we want sure. people to all be able to learn more about uh how judging is done at frontline gaming as well as what we're doing heading into the new seasons last new edition but 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 adam you're not just like i said in the beginning you're not just a frontline gaming 40k judge you're kind of helping coordinate all of our judges for all of our game systems which is really really exciting you are uh, definitely a needed a member now officially part of the team because I was, I was getting stretched way too thin and you are way more knowledgeable when it comes to judging people, uh, in terms of (laughs) during a competitive tabletop tournament. Um, but, uh, Adam, no comment and no comment. Uh, Adam, normally we ask you about your favorite cereal. We've had you on the show before. We know you, you don't really eat that much sugary breakfast cereal. It's no. and that's okay. So to avoid that awkwardness, we're going to let Seth ask a very important question that yeah. we need to I, know.
0: I felt left out in the whole you know sugary breakfast cereal discussion. So I would like to know, Adam, what is your favorite baked potato topping?
2: Uh, bacon. Bacon. It's between bacon and butter, but if I had to choose, it would be bacon.
0: <laughs> All right. That's a doable Good choice. answer.
1: That's that's a nice tool. That's, that's 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 legitimately a wonderful question. And it's
0: uh, not being used as the answer for cereal, which is more important.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't mind bacon in my cereal. All right, we're not going to go down this, but there was a a maple bacon flavored cereal for Ugh. a little while. Yeah, it was it was actually it was
2: I had good. maple bacon and it's just the smell is just, I mean, I don't mind <laughs> syrup, but, but wait, just too Oh much. my
1: gosh. Okay, we're, we're Maple bacon is wonderful. You're wrong if that's if you. you I like- didn't
2: mind it, but it's just the smell in the house after cooking it was just yeah.
1: way too much. Cause it that's later- fair. That's fair. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right. So, one of the things we got to ask you about, man, is 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 what is the game plan here um in terms of how do we. I, I guess it's not really a question. It's much more of a statement and maybe your thoughts. One of the things we're trying to do is is get all these other game systems, whether it's X-Wing to Bolt Action, mm-hmm. to have kind of the same sort of standards for frontline gaming events uh, in terms of how you run the event. Um, I, I mean, like, what are some of the goals that you want all the judges to be able to to, to to do? So not that you're perfect, Adam, you're not, but you you run a really good event and there's a reason why you're ahead. head yes, my judge. My
2: wife would tell me, yes. Sure.
1: <laughs> what, would, well, what are the kind of things that we're trying to get all game systems, whether you're playing Age of Sigmar or... Or even Shatterpoint in the future. What are the kind of things we want all judges to be able to do at a, at a frontline game event? Or uh, what are, what event? Are the,
2: well, one of the things I kind of want to uh, work on is, is just to bring out just that there are other game systems. I mean, we know about them because we're selling tickets for them. Yeah. But a lot of people that don't go don't see what it's all about. They'll see what the articles about, hey, this game's coming out, here's what it is, but they don't see what it looks like in actual gameplay. Yeah. Um especially if they don't if they don't go to those those companies' websites or people that play those games. So yeah. if they stick to some maybe to the frontline website, uh things of that nature, they may see a glimpse, uh, but not a whole like tournament scene. Yeah. So one of the things I wanna try to do is is to get more more uh, a spotlight more on the other game systems. So whether it's uh like you said, X Wing, MCP, Shatterpoint, uh bolt action. And and I have I have the rule sets for basically all those games because <laughs> I kind of do that. So I've read the rules for most of the games. I've played some of the games also. So I'm knowledgeable in most of the games, just not like tournament knowledgeable. Yeah. So so that's one of the things I hope to do is just to be able to show uh, the readers or the viewers what's going on in the other game systems and how they look when they're played in your
1: weekly uh your your post your pre post event post about
2: yeah so i i started doing that for 40k and i just kind of want to bring that for all the other game systems so after bao for instance will be the first time we're doing this you'll see a lot of you'll see a bunch of posts from me with pictures from all the different tournaments that that are being done there
1: Get photos of song. I want to see more photos of that. Like, I I know we'd run these tournaments, (laughs) you know, but I've never actually seen like much. Well, that's part part
2: of the reason of doing that.
1: Oh, actually, this is going to go really well with what you're saying. Um, I'm encouraging more of the the judges, if they have the space, right, to run – Open play demos of their game system. So we got Catalyst, which makes BattleTech. They're coming yeah. to ACO in full force, um, and and Catalyst Corporate is coming. I guess the Catalyst HQ is mm-hmm. coming, as well as some of their designated judges are coming to run at a tournament there. So the tickets just went uh, live today. Actually. Okay, I could have brought and, my BattleTech stuff if you needed to. Yeah, no, bring your BattleTech, right? But the idea is, they you know they're <laughs> going to have their BattleTech for
0: ACO. Yet have you? <laughs> <laughs> could have could have brought. You're still at home. It's like over <laughs> a month away.
1: Adam is the ACO judge uh, on site there, running, running that event. I see him just going over the BattleTech section and just forgetting about the 40k players. Um They're fine. They'll,
0: they'll be fine. <laughs>
1: but, but but what kind of cool though is we're going to have BattleTech there, a tournament going. But there's also going to be, um, I guess, because the company's coming in force, the ability to help teach people how to play BattleTech as well. Yeah, and some open tables, which which is pretty cool. Um, but you, you know. I think one of the things we're trying to do Adam is also make sure that all game systems have those faction specials pins that we started using this year for mm. 40 you know that all game systems get access to these these faction specials pin um you know have you have you told any of the judges about this yet that's like I guess the next big step
2: not not yet and and for those that don't know or maybe haven't seen it yet or didn't see any of the posts it's basically a almost like a best of for each event as opposed, you know, and not, and these are just little pins you get they I mean, people are really excited when they get them though. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, and you're, I mean, when I referee soccer, I get a little coin and I get excited. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, they're, they're little faction pins uh, from, from us. And it just uh, recognizes someone doing well with, with that faction or that codex really. Yeah. And I believe most of the codex, most of the books get them. I think there's a, a couple that don't, but I have to look at the list again.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, there's a faction in every game system, basically. Whether you're playing yeah. A Song of Ice and Fire or you're playing Star Wars Legion, you know, there's a there's faction specialist for those respectful game systems. An- another thing that I know we're trying to do is is try to have some of those like team like pre-game chats. You know, uh, Star Wars Legion has a really cool concept where before the tournament begins, there's always this really cool I don't know meeting of all the players. I know with 40k it gets a little logistically challenging when you have 200 plus people there all wanting to go roll dice, but that's something we're going to try to try to incorporate as well. Adam, I got to ask you a a a tough question because we have you here i know chat's yeah. probably gonna want to know this yeah um seth can you do you do you want to ask him? because i just feel guilty about asking him about oh, yeah. pass it on yeah. to your subordinates yeah Grain exactly leadership
0: kicker
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, no this is your chance to shine great so. leader knows
2: how to delegate I can shine right <laughs> here
0: let me
1: oh geez all right there we go there we go uh no right. so
0: the question is adam um how do you think like we as as uh, system judges should be handling bad actors. We were talking about, for example, pre-show, people that consistently submit late lists for 40K. Yeah. Like, what should we Whether be doing as clear. judges that maybe try to rein in some of these bad actors?
1: Because we have the ability now with you, Adam, to try and create this overall... Yeah. You know, organization. Um,
2: it, it can be difficult at first, only because... um there's two levels you can do it. There's the the local level of me and my store, let's say. And then there's the larger, whether it's ITC or whatever organized play a company has, where they might have rules about it. Uh, unfortunately, we do not have rules about, like let's say, list submission. or There's people consistently turning in their list submissions late uh, for whatever reason. Uh, so we would have to go on a more almost like regional level uh i know there there are players that whether it's my event or frontline events or other events where people players certain players do turn in their lates their lists at
1: late for whatever reason for me personally um and and it could be a you personally thing right like yeah unofficially unofficially
2: i i i would keep track and see who has the track records and maybe talk to them about, Hey, this is happening and you, you can, I can either warn them that if it happens, basically I can tell them if it happens again, instead of the normal penalty, it's going to be a much harsher penalty. Yeah. And see yeah. If, and if, and if they turn it in late, you apply that penalty. Cause a lot of times what ends up happening is judges will say they're going to do something much like parents But then they don't end up doing it. Yeah. So So then that just tells the player that, oh, I just do it because they're not going to do anything.
1: Yeah. Chat, tell us what you think. I mean, what should the penalty be for consistently, you know, consistent bad apples? Let's go, let's focus on people specifically submitting less late. What sh- if they're doing that at every event? What should we be doing? Should we be doing anything? Should we just let it slide? It does get challenging because I know Seth, Adam, and I have all been talking about how we're going to do this in in ninth edition. Where w- when do we choose the missions? Do we choose maybe the missions 10, maybe 10. once lists are due, and then we kind of say, "Hey, these are the missions that are like people get a significant competitive advantage suddenly in tenth edition if if they don't submit their list on time and they get to see what the missions are theoretically, you know." Um, so so tell us what you think, Chad. We're we're curious, Adam. Um, what kind of penalty do you think would be appropriate for somebody that's a repeat offender?
2: A uh, repeat offender would be – it can either be a larger point deduction. Okay. I mean already it's about 10 to 20 points depending uh, on the event and the judge. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just nothing, just the yellow for card. 10 to 20 and-
1: points per game or total?
2: No, the first game.
1: Okay, just the first game. Okay, gotcha.
2: Yeah. Uh, so you can either increase that. You can do an auto loss if you want, but that that person may just not show up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's already past the refund deadline, so I guess it doesn't matter. But
0: <laughs> well, so I always look at it from from the opposite end. So, what we were we were talking about this? What if you know there's there's a guy that you know attends one or two major events a year, and he's been working for six months on his Spartan list. You know, he really went all out decking that thing out, and uh, just because he's not used to going to events, he doesn't remember about list deadlines and forgets. Like I don't want to ruin that guy's weekend.
1: Right. I think that's why the repeat offender thing has got to be maybe the integral. Yeah. But then it means we're keeping track, right? That's what gets complicated is we're keeping track of these things. Yeah. I mean, it's it's
2: to like to be I, to be honest, from my experience uh, after running all these events, it's not a lot of people that don't turn their listen. Okay. Uh, I think it. I think it's manageable. Uh, maybe not for LVO, but I mean, even with LVO, we still we don't have. Percentage wise it's not a large percentage that don't turn in their yeah. list. Nine times out of ten, if there's a list, if a list is not turned in, they don't show up.
1: Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh-
2: so and and so far, it's like I said, I'm about ninety percent. On calling that, whenever I see on a tournament I'm running, we're like, "Oh, these guys don't have a list. They're probably not showing up." Especially when I know who they are, yeah. and they're the and they're the type that signs up but
1: never shows shows up. Adam, I didn't realize it was that low a percentage. I thought there was you know quite a few people more. About, no, but the,
0: the late joiners. The well, I, that's part you know, of it. So, I sign up the day of. Yeah, you know, so I I couldn't have submitted my list on time because I didn't sign up until after the deadline.
2: But that could also be part of of their strategy, let's say. But that's, again, the same thing. If if it's consistent in where they're always doing it the day before or a couple of days before or after the list deadline more than once, then it's a pattern as opposed to just a one-off. Yeah. So let's and- say like, like Seth, you said the guy who's never, but let's say he just forgot about submitting the list because he's never done it before. So, okay, fine. I probably wouldn't penalize, gets the yellow, but there probably wouldn't be any problems with them but if it keeps on happening at the next two or three events then then it becomes an issue and he yeah. probably needs to be talked to All right.
1: And and we should be honest, guys. We're pretty accommodating at Frontline Gaming. I mean, yeah. if you are not tech savvy, you don't have the BCP app, whatever. Like, there's always an email, whether it's myself or now Adam's, you know, head judge at Frontline You can just email them your list. Like anyone can just email a list, and, and you're and you're good to go. Uh, sorry, if that's my dog in here in the background. By the way, he's just uh, got to go take a piss, and apparently he's just gonna <laughs> pee in the corner here, and that's okay because I that's that's all right. That's that's fine. That's life. Um, Adam, we should talk about how to do you... show kicker. My commitment to the show as my dog is peeing right there in front of me. All right. I love you too, Rooster. Um, all right. Uh, guys, Adam, uh, changing gears a little bit, how does somebody get to become a frontline gaming judge? Let's focus on the 40K judges. How did somebody, you know, how, maybe not yourself because you were there from the beginning, but like how did some of um, our newer judges get to become guys that start joining at LVO or, or joining you at, at some of our other? Uh, mainly nepotism.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going <laughs> to, I, I didn't tell you yet, Kicker, but my daughter's
1: coming to judge BAO. <laughs> That's that's um, fine. That's fine.
2: I'm, I'm okay with she's that. He's a nepo baby. <laughs> oh
1: God. And and there, people is the answer nepotism. That's how you get to become a frontline <laughs> gaming judge. Next question. No, um,
2: it, it it a lot of it with just like life. A lot of it's with connections, people who you know, yeah, and people who you trust, especially. Uh, like for instance, if you see me, usually see Keith, yeah, because uh, I trust Keith a lot, and Keith actually offered. Because you have to have people that are willing to do it. You can't just drag somebody, yeah, you know, that happens to not be doing something until hey, you're going to start judging. Uh, Keith asked me about helping judge at our local events, and then I uh, and he had he had played War Machine at Judge War Machine events before, so taking that into account, I knew I knew that Keith knows what he's doing. Uh, so, so having having uh, having someone that's one especially willing to do it. And with the knowledge to do it helps a lot. If it's someone that's never judged before, um, I, I, like I, if you, those that don't know, I also referee soccer. I just got back into it recently. And I used to actually be a referee administrator for so which is basically what I'm going to basically be doing now with, for Frontline, which is managing the referees um, at that time. And it was a lot. So we get a lot of new referees and the same thing with judges. If you get someone willing to do it and they're willing to put in the work, you can and you can just uh, bring them to whatever events. Whether usually RTTs because those are smaller, and you just kind of mentor them and kind of just you know help them along. And you still do the rulings, and you maybe explain to them why you did this or why you did that. Um, like uh, the people at, at our, my local store are judging now, so I don't have to judge the RTTs anymore because I've they've watched me do it and they're, they've slowly started to do it more more and more so then they so now i can just leave them alone and they can just do it on their own which,
1: oh your babies all grew up yeah that's
2: good then, so so and that and that basically is um uh how i get new people to do it now the other way we would get someone like if you notice we have a, a number of new judges at LVO every year and one reason one way of doing that is as i literally travel the country uh judging events because uh, I did go to, Adept, to help run Adepticon this year, so meeting with other judges and other TOS and observing them and how they do things, and so th- so that we might suggest, hey, they might they might want to do, or they might be good enough. Not going to say good enough. They might they 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 might be able to do LVO with the rest of us because we like the way they handle themselves in situations and.
1: And, uh, and there's yeah. definitely a stepping stones, right? I mean, I, yeah. I can speak like you know. Once somebody judges a regional frontline gaming event, say the Cherokee Open, we had Steven there. You know, he's the yep. regional guy. He did a great job working with you at Cherokee. Yeah. Now, two years in a row, now he's you know we, he's invited to come be an LVO judge, and so we'll have him at, in 2024. As especially as LVO is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, we're gonna need more and more <laughs> capable and, and 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 highly skilled judges. So once they got one frontline gaming event under their belt, we kind of have that relationship. Yeah. Uh, Okay, guys. Important stuff. We got 10th edition on the horizon. We know that there's going to be tournaments that are going to be coming in right after the, the, the 10th edition drop, but also just re- even if it's a new codex that drops, how do you uh, – let's go with Adam first and then we'll go to Seth. How do you prepare for an event when a new codex drops? I mean, you're a judge. You're supposed to know everything. Do you just spend all night cramming and learning or, or do you get some practice games in? How do you go into an event uh, with a new edition? to judge of course um
2: i go to the table during the tournament and ask them what 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 are they doing <laughs>
1: you just uh, make it up as you go I,
2: I obviously get the rules read the rules uh play, try to play a, get is, uh, at least a one or two games in before the event hopefully yeah uh, just to get a feel of it i t- i tend to uh be in a lot of different uh groups whether it's discord facebook um uh, a telegram, whatever whatever groups there are in um, a lot of them. And so that gives me a larger uh, pool of experience with a new codex or new edition. Because I can only play so many games in a day or two. And I, with with the larger group, that's literally hundreds, if not thousands of games that are being played. And I can hear about what looks wonky, what might be wonky, things to look out for and things like that.
1: Cool. 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 Cool, man. Uh well hey Adam, stick around. We're gonna be jumping into a few other things. Seth, you need to tell us what's happening on the frontline entertainment news. What's going on there, man?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got a we've got a few things. Uh you know, there's this this show called T F G Radio. Have you heard of a kicker?
1: Oh yeah, I, I'm 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 familiar great show ever. <laughs>
0: Well, they recently have made the move from Twitch to YouTube, so uh, check them out over on YouTube now. Uh, that's where they'll be streaming. Uh, the champion- For those of you that don't know,
1: Adam Solis is yeah, the that's head that's host of that. <laughs> um, Sorry. Not everyone knows... Champions of Tabletop,
0: Steve Joel's <laughs> podcast, they have an interview with <laughs> Boris from the Bat Moon Cafe, which is a a 3,000 square foot cafe and gaming space in the UK, which Wait, is... Wait,
1: 3,000? Yeah, it's awesome, Kicker. You gotta- Damn. If you're
0: ever over there, you gotta go. Um... And you talked about Shatterpoint Kicker, uh, our our friends over at the Professional Casual uh, Network. They have a Shatterpoint unboxing video and mm. a learn to play video up. So if you're interested in Shatterpoint, mm. go check them out. And just before we got on tonight, I had a phone call with another channel that's going to be joining joining the network. I'm very excited. I'm going to hold off on giving you any more details for now. Wait.
1: You got to tell Ooh, me, I, I you know should, this. Just, I
0: just just hold on to that a little bit longer. Um, right. But, Kicker, let's get into our community spotlight. What's been Yo, going on with your polls?
1: All right, Kick so the, the poll, poll this poll, week character. was what 10th edition preview looks the most competitive so far. So we're talking about the faction focuses that we've had so far. Which one is the one to watch going into 10th? So we've got Space Marines, Tyranids, Chaos Space Marines, Necrons, Astro Militarum, Chaos Demons, and Sisters. Now, um, let's just go with it, guys. We really had a clear winner right now. It's it's thirty nine percent of yeah. the people say Space Marine, and
0: sixty one percent of people are wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so Seth, I mean, why are Space Marines strong? Why are people saying Space so, Marines? So GW has bad said
0: bad? as uh, earlier in their their articles that rerolls are going to be less common in tenth edition, but yeah. Space Marines core mechanic is uh, Oath of Moment, re-rolls. which gives full rerolls to hit and to wound against a single target. Each turn. Wow,
1: and we all know how dangerous re-rolls to hit are, but re-rolls to wound are just ludicrously powerful. So so that is their core mechanic. That makes them super powerful. Now, of course, it can be balanced with points, right? We might see less space <laughs> marines on the table or something. But space marines are the clear winner. Um, everything else is kind of middling, except for Chaos Demons and Sisters. They're kind of tied yep. for second place yep. at 19, 18% respectively. And, and those Chaos are going to be
0: more complex books that we haven't seen everything out of yet.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean you, the Chaos Demons have you, got some fun stuff. Sisters have got some fun stuff. Uh, Adam, is this what you kind of you know predict? Uh, I voted. For,
2: I did vote for Space Marines. Being okay. able to kill two units in a turn, it's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in regards to the re rolls, I mean they said less re rolls, and technically nine hundred and ninety nine re rolls is less than a thousand. So oh, yeah. they're not lying.
1: That is that, that's uh, that's not a lie. Uh, <laughs> Necrons, sadly, are the the least loved apparently with uh you know, three yeah,
2: they, people thinking they have GW shape. has always had issues with the reanimation yeah. mechanic.
0: Now yeah. now the demons, we, we do have some comments here. Brett uh Perk thinks that the then six inch deep strike for demons is gonna really bump them up in power compared to everyone else. So I thought that yeah. that's probably a pretty good pretty good yeah. reason to vote for uh, them. Probably. I don't think it's a good full re rolls, Brett, but you know. <laughs>
1: Ben, 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 ben Bruce uh, on the frontline gaming community, uh, pro, uh, you know, group did say that Marines are the way to go still, and the data seems to think that everyone else is supporting him as well. Marines are the way.
0: Uh, Jared's thinking that the miracle dice, because there's going to be so many of them, uh, just makes sisters so reliable uh, that that's going to push them through. Uh, remains to be seen. They're still squishy profiles, so I don't know about
2: that. Jared, we'll find out. Yeah, if you always if you always hit on sixes, why bother with re-roll? <laughs> It's you true. don't need he to re-roll. re-rolls already
1: <laughs> there we go solving the problem and uh padrick fallon i i hope i didn't say your name wrong yet you, you posted on our on our group there he thinks that we still need way more information before we can even begin trying to figure out which is gonna be the most powerful faction which is true we're still looking
2: yeah he uh, must be new to the internet
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is this is all about like hot takes here yeah purely hot over,
2: overreactions Oh yes,
0: this is 100%
1: Wild speculation all right. facing Let's your entire let's get opinion. into
0: some more community spotlight. Uh I I've, I've pulled, <laughs> you know, as I do folks, I post up on the uh Frontline Gaming uh community page on Facebook and and uh we've got some we've got some progress. Uh Tim Gray showed off his his hobby setup, his new hobby station. Uh kicker. Wow. I would like to point out one, the man has all the lights. Two, all the lights. He has great MDF racks for all those paints. Three, he has uh, – I don't know if you've seen these before, but that bottle on the left-hand side of the image, it's a bottle with a little, like, area for you to clean your brush. But then when you hit the blue button, it drains your, oh your paint water and frills it up with fresh so you don't, like, color this, contaminate your – This is
1: what... pimp my paint station. And, That's what this and is. And in the background,
0: right? a color wheel.
1: A car wheel. Wow. That
0: man is in
1: it.
2: You in, know how many more models he could have bought instead of getting that paint thing?
1: I have to agree with Adam here that I, I spend my money on miniatures not on my yeah. hobby station, but wow. I keep
2: all my paint my my paints in a uh hairstylist uh, trolley. That bag. Oh, well, that too, yes uh seth what we, we got here man we had
0: we had one keeper of uh secrets or, or chariot whatever you want to call it. i don't yeah. know the name of the Slanesh units folks it's chariot. boogie boogie yeah. pointy chariot thing yeah we had one last week chuck arnett did another one this week uh just finishing up in time for an event this weekend he said uh so great work chuck we've got these Apologies. beautiful red towel uh from charles or uh yeah carlos gomez um I, I assume there's got to be Farsight Enclave, right? That's the color scheme for Farsight, right, guys?
2: I didn't realize they come in any other color.
1: There we go. Farsight is the popular and one. And
0: then I actually, so, so 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 David Chips posted a video of this. I had to take a screenshot of it because look at that what? non-metal metallic Dante he's got going there. Jeez. Jeez. And you'll, you'll probably note in the
1: background some pearl acrylic paints. <laughs> for money man hobbies <laughs> uh seth have you ever tried non metal ma- non no it's yeah. so
0: intimidating and and the, yeah. go watch the oh, video non-metel. on the post because it's like he spins that thing around and i'm just like Jeez. i uh i got nothing there bud oh Adam, man have you done that, have that before us a super chat
1: no oh super chat yeah. wow uh,
0: John McCardle, super chatted, one hundred dollars, asking, uh, "Evening, gentlemen. Been a minute since I caught the show live. Jumping to conclusions here. Power level so far: Marines, Sisters, Demons, Guard, Bugs, CSM, and Necrons. Yep. Uh, I think yep. that's a pretty solid, solid uh, uh, tier rank in there, John. Um, you missed one important one: Orcs before Marines. I don't even need to see the video. <laughs> orcs is number two did it.
2: Heart. Orcs are in the proper place, not, okay. on, the not on the list. Not on the list. Not on the list. Adam,
0: CSM, he's got second to last."
2: Yeah, Oof, ouch. um, he is obviously not a CM- CSM player, and if he is, he's not a very good one.
0: Oh hey, wow! Hey. Shots fired, <laughs> uh,
1: John. Thank you so much, man. We really, really, really appreciate that. Come say hi to us at one of the events if we see you, man. Yeah, uh, Seth, do we got any other beautiful hobby progress from anyone else? No,
0: that's all we got for this week. Uh, final thoughts for the night, though.
1: I I am going to go back to work. I'm working on LVO tickets right now. I'm going to be up for the next two hours as I start typing away on the computer, yep. setting these tickets Did up. You because say LVO, when,
0: when people should be looking for those to go out.
1: So so they will be going up in June. I'm waiting for the okay. fancy. We have our graphic artists creating right. a nice fancy like I know that's the question we get shows. just about every week. So it's still I, know, still I, know, I know I know if I know I know. Everyone just so, their so horses. It's still I'm June. hoping f- we're currently
0: we're- in May. June follows <laughs> May.
1: But but I guess I should tell people this because this is this is fair if you are a high roller or you have some sort of a VIP access from la- from 2023's LVO yeah, then you will be able of that to get your tickets as
0: you get early access this year.
1: Yes. So if you are a high roller from 2023, you should be able to get your tickets to LVO 2024 in the next 2 weeks or so before June, gotcha. at the end of May, and then in June you will have them go live for everyone right. else. So
0: be looking for it before everyone else at the end of the month. Yeah. Thanks. And John responded that he loves Chaos Space Marines, Adam. He just knows <laughs> He's just realistic. He hates Chaos Space Marines. <laughs> awesome
2: we will always guy. suffer for three point five. And,
0: and they definitely have shifted the Chaos Space Marines away from being the big bad. It seems with like literally the core set being Leviathan and about high yeah. Leviathan showing back up. So yeah. you know they're taking a bit of a back seat.
2: That's know, all right.
1: We got Arcs Omen. It's fine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, Adam, where can people find you? uh any almost any flg event
2: uh if i'm not there i'll be there in spirit uh so uh as mentioned to do a podcast called tfg radio which is myself uh john who's the head LBO judge and uh danny who normally does the uh shadow round and then we also have tom who's just a hanger on uh, and we talked about 40k and, and everything else uh this last episode we did talk about the I economics of the curling stones right you keep moving
0: your damn
1: head. <laughs> adam is still uh trying to get crowned by Seth. <laughs> uh
2: we t- we talked about curling stones and the cost of i that was quite
1: odd. Well, you're talking about like the Olympic sport? Yeah. The Appa-
2: apparently the price for curling stones have gone up. And they only get them at one place for the Olympics.
1: Why do we care? But okay, that's that's good. Yes. I,
2: yes. I don't know. And then uh, <laughs> as mentioned in the description, Denethor John shows up. So uh, he puts a damper <laughs> on all our excitement.
1: He was like, I won't uh, speculate about anything. Uh, <laughs> hey, should we have like is. like random like, like cornhole or like beer pong or stuff like that at events, just random side. I mean, I mean that's getting too much tailgating style. I Maybe mean, we don't need that. Maybe I don't know. People like Pickers to tailgate. Literally
0: texted me saying, so "Take us out after this," and he's like, "Wait, random thought."
1: Sorry, I can't help. <laughs> my, I can't just yeah. I literally text. <laughs> okay, <laughs> shutting up now. Seth yeah. so uh, TFG
2: Radio. We- uh, usually every other Thursday. Uh, next shows yeah. not this Thursday, and, but next Thursday. And
0: you, you can be found on YouTube now, right? At TFG.: Radio.
2: on YouTube, and then whatever, wherever you get your podcast. Gotcha. All
0: right. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Signals from the Frontline. We really hope you enjoyed it. Have a great week, folks, and we will see you next Wednesday.
1: Good night, guys.